Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to bump. It's time to thump. It's time to bludge. The best of bludging on the blind side. We've been highlighting the wonderful work done by the uh, participants in rugby league promoting the game as, as best as they can. Yes. And we haven't got to the attempted sale of NRL owned <clears throat> merchandise or equipment no, no. on eBay, etc. But another story concerning this great promotion, again, is from the jockeys who got to an Airbnb and thought, well, what do we do here? We have fun. Uh, and uh, this got wildly out of control. Uh, the, um, the people in the frame for misadventure are Ben Mellum, uh, well-respected re- jockey, Ethan Brown, an up-and-comer, Celine Gaudry, and the big name was Jamie Carr, who I think I'm right in saying is the current uh, premiership jockey in the Victorian area. Era. Area. Yep. Area. Let's get it right. Yep. Now, um, we come to uh, Victorian racing boss, Giles Thompson. Jamie Carr is an extraordinary jockey and a great jockey to watch. And not to have her there through the carnival undoubtedly diminished the carnival. Yes. This is because... Uh, she, Mellum, etc., have been outed for the whole of the spring carnival. Oh, really? Yes, they're, they're on the sideline because of this adventure. Oh. Uh, fantastic promotion, got a lot of coverage in the press. Yes. Uh, the protocols are there for a good reason, and no one is above these protocols, and it's really important that everyone in our sport, no matter who they are, abides by them. Oh, are these the COVID protocols? COVID that protocols. They broke, oh, okay. The inquiry is held behind closed doors due to the sensitive nature of the evidence, and here my ears prick up. Yes. They're jockeys. Yes. The sensitive nature of the evidence. What were they up to? Well, I don't know if you've have you. I, I'm not really across that. Yeah, no. I heard there was a bit of a party on. Was that there it? was? That's right. So it was so an Airbnb that they rented, rented. Yes. and then they well, we'll get to the cleaning in a minute. But Carr, Mellon, Brown, and Gaudry were charged with failing or refusing to comply with an order, direction, or requirement of the steward or an official. We became aware of the situation and opened inquiry into the, what happened at the Mornington Airbnb, Racing Victoria Chief said, because of the sensitive nature of the evidence already taken, the inquiry will not be open to the press and we'll be issuing a media release at the conclusion of the inquiry. And I look forward to that enormously. Yeah. What could it be? What yeah. could they have done? The quartet were also fined for their breach of the state's COVID rules. That's uh, yeah, obviously yeah, 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 Victorian yeah, yeah, police yeah, yeah. involved, usual sort of thing. I think they've been fined 5,452 for breaking the curfew, five-kilometre radius, limited oh, on Wednesday dear. night. Police called the property. Racing officials notified the alleged breach. Uh, the penalty must be seen as a public address to the seriousness of the offence or to address the seriousness of the offence, and the stewards have determined that all four jockeys shall have the licence to ride in races suspended for a period of three months. Three months. So you've got uh, no, uh, September, yeah. October, November. November. Mm. Now. Okay. We get Who's to I, the, who was brains behind this? Do we know, HG? Well, Whose idea was it that they should, hey, why don't we all, why don't we all just get together down at Airbnb? Yeah, no, look, were we getting into trouble? No, Vaughn didn't when he had his barbecue. Nah. I mean, he's not Vaughn's. Now, we're not having a barbecue. Jamie Carr, I'm deeply embarrassed, quote, I'm deeply embarrassed and disappointed with myself. Good. Deeply embarrassed, disappointed, disappointed with myself. myself. Yep, good. There is no excuse for what I've done and no. I've let, let down my family, family and friends and the horses. And the horses, yeah. All the horses. All the horse industry. The racing industry and all Victorians. All Victorians who are doing the right thing in this lockdown. I deserve a penalty handed down by the stewards and will take time to reflect on my actions and its impact on so many people. Beautiful. Beautiful. No, Can't I accept fault that. that at all. That sounds genuine too, doesn't it? <laughs> racing officials are seething about the damage How done. How did to... the racing officials find out that they were together? Ah, 
This is an interesting point. Uh, Dobbers. Dobbers. Uh, it's been suggested to me yes. by... Were they being rowdy or anything? Is, uh, let me finish. Because when yeah. you get a few jockeys together, <laughs> it can go off. You the know. whips go cracking. Now, it's been suggested by me that other jockeys... Oh. ...jealous of their success... Yeah. ...and keen to advance their own causes yeah. over the spring carnival, dob them in. Right. Okay. See, that what's worries me about why, when you sensitive nature of the evidence already taken, the inquiry would not be open. Hmm. How'd they find out? It would be the first question I'd ask. Yeah. Well, Mr X or Ms X yeah. dobbed them in. Anyway, uh, done the industry actions, jockeys, there. These individuals could have put the risk of the very continuance of our sport and blatantly disregard the broader community implications through their selfish and thoughtless actions. Now, what happens is... The party, everybody, you know, obviously told to go home and they do. Yeah. A team of shock cleaners was left to clear up the mess following the jockey's wild party with one saying, one of the cleaners saying, there was blood everywhere. <laughs> and yeah. I thought, well, hello. That Gillam sounds like a jockey's party to me. <laughs> hello, Gillam McLaughlin's been around. Yeah. Now. Do they find the body? No, not yet. Right. <laughs> Residents of Tallis Drive, described here in the Murdoch Press as a sleepy tree-lined street that borders the Mornington Golf Club, yeah. said the tranquility of their quiet corner was shattered on Wednesday night when the police turned up to break up an illegal party. Right. A cleaner working at the Airbnb uh, that had been booked by rule-breaking jockeys said she walked into an absolute mess, yeah. finding what she believed to be bloodstains on the couch, red wine marks splattered on the floors, there was blood on the couch, everywhere you had to get the steam cleaners in. Yeah. I took one lick at, look at it and thought, I can't clean it. I can't clean it. I mean, that doesn't often happen to cleaners, does no, it? No, it doesn't. She said several cleaners had and to be brought in. She's seen a few bloody messes, in, messes a time. in a time. Nothing like this. Whoa. Do you think it's sort of pent up? Yeah. Pent-up desire to escape lockdown that makes people go over the edge in these circumstances? I think lockdown has a particular um, effect on jockeys, HG, mm -hmm. to be honest. I mean, when you're used to being out and about. Having fun. You know, having fun, you know, galloping. Galloping on yeah. a steed. Galloping, yeah. You know, it's 40 so kilometers free. Per hour. Yeah. 40 miles per yeah, hour. You feel free. You've got the wind in your face. You've yeah. got your power between your legs. It's They're still crazy. able to do that. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, true. But, but I know what you mean. Yeah, metaphorically. Metaphorically, yeah. yeah. You yeah. chained up the then, rest then of the you time. Then you get back and you got to. Oh, I got to what? You got to stay inside. Oh, I don't want to stay inside. You got to stay inside. I don't want to stay inside. Yeah. I haven't got the wind and in the so, air inside. Yeah, I know. So you get a little. Even if I put the so fan the, on, so I can't the, feel the wind in the uh, air. After the weigh-in and everything's done, you, know, you just sit around talking to your mates. You think I'm sick. Think, I'm sick of being inside. Why don't we? Why don't we go and have a party? Why don't we go to an Airbnb? Now. And why don't we find why, why don't we bring along something to kill? <laughs> now that's when they lean forward. Yeah, that's right. Count me in. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Which street are we going to? <laughs> now, steam cleaners and a mobile pool cleaning service. Yeah. Mobile pool cleaning service? As in the pool out the back was Oh, that was blood stained as well. It appears that way. <laughs> uh, cleaning service arrived at a shoe. It's not a cult or a covenant. Well, it's it? got to be. It's got to be some sort of satanic ritual, hasn't it? A pair of cleaners from the property management group that oversaw the home collected large plastic bags brimming with rubbish before leaving them at the front of the property. The cleaner said she thought it was strange that she was called to clean a property because no one should have, uh, you know, had a booking there. She found bottles of alcohol left in the kitchen. Well, there's another mystery. How'd they get in? Where? Who gave them the key? 
She found uh, bottles of alcohol behind the fridge. We'll be here till midnight. We've got so much to do. The woman who lives near the Airbnb did not wish to be named. No surprises there. Yeah. She said the police banged on the property's front door. It was a bit ridiculous. It got really noisy. You could hear everything. It seemed like they were even trying to hide from the police. Oh, Jack DeBellin. Yeah. Under the bed stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. She said any of the neighbours could have been the ones to report the jockeys to the police because they were making so much noise. They were heard from Caulfield Racetrack. The woman said she knew the owners of the Airbnb who by the following morning had issued letters of apology to the neighbours. In the letter, property managers said they were under impression the booking was permitted because it appeared to have been made by essential workers. They're extremely apologetic and angry. Right. More yeah. questions than answers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I'd be. I look forward to get to the bottom bottom of that. AC. Will you go but down for the inquiry? Like, well, I, you know, the word if, will get out. Yeah, we'll, if it we'll, was a satanic ritual, we'll find out. And it sounds it's got all the hallmarks of a satanic ritual. I know. I know. Now I don't know whether these things should be made illegal or not. And I don't know if there was any animal cruelty, but often you go to the butcher and ask, you know, have you got? Because you get buckets of blood from the butchery. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to pay much for it. No, next to nothing. Next to nothing. Yeah. You know, if you want to make... You Throw know, in a few kidneys or yeah, something if you, like Yeah, that. if you're going to make black pudding or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but I've always been, whenever I've been around butcheries and jockeys have come in asking for buckets of blood, I've always been suspicious. <laughs> the best of bludging on the blind side. 4B or not 4B, the Burgess Brothers story is now a podcast. 26 episodes of the injuries, the suspensions, the send-offs, the stuff-ups, the bust-ups, the bumps and the glamour of a family that stayed together to play rugby league. Now available wherever you hear Bludging on the Blind Side. Now... This has come from Rob. Uh, Rob says, uh, happy rugby league. Uh, some news from the old gold fruit and nuts say it was oh, yeah. Rose's 15 wallabies. Hmm. He says, back in June the 21st, you read out my letter in regards to my idea of a chocolate wallaby to replace the Easter bunny. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously the wallabies must have been listening because in my local supermarket this week I saw and purchased a package of Cadbury Caramilk chocolate wallabies. Uh, I think somebody sent us an illustration of them. Look lovely. Uh, now, I've attached a photo of the packet and I'm proud that my idea and your show made this happen. Isn't that great? Not at Easter time, but it's a start. No, it's there. Yeah. As described on the packet, a golden blend of caramelised white chocolate. <laughs> it does sound tantalising, doesn't it? Doesn't it ever? Uh, he says, anyway, as you both described back in Tune 21... You'd like to see fusion between sponsor and product and a tight fit. Well, it's taken a while, but it's now on the shelves. I would like to think that the three of us made this happen. Born on bludging on the blind side, that's what I'll be telling everyone anyway. Nothing to do with any fancy marketing department. Excellent work. Excellent work. Good story. Yeah. Uh, I, I do recall that. Yeah. yeah the, the, the only button I'd like to see to push the barge away from the wharf a little bit is a taste test. Oh, yes. Because these are edible wallabies, sure. aren't they? Well, yeah. we could ask people, have you tried the, the uh, what is it, the, the golden blend of caramelised white chocolate? Perfect. What's it like? Yes, that's right. Thumbs up or down? Yeah, does it make you just, want to just score? Just get it on the bloody talkback talk, talk line. No, it'll be there, but we'll get the message. <laughs> this has come from uh, Anthony. 
He says, um, it's been a tough week in the kennel for doggy supporters. This is the week before last. Yeah, before not their last big win week. last week, yeah. yeah. He says he's with the do- he was at the doggies Newcastle game at Homebush on Sunday to support the pack. The horrific mauling that unfolded certainly added additional questions to the long catalogue of seemingly unanswerable questions that all long-suffering dog supporters are carrying around with them this no, season. I get that. At halftime, I tried to distract myself from the relentless bloodbath by attending one of the stadium eateries. Perhaps I could find some small comfort in a cup of chips and a mid-strength lager, oh, he thought. Oh, I know where this is going. I've got a terrible feeling. To my surprise, one of the items on the menu was, quote, cheeseburger spring rolls. <laughs> I might have also been surprised by the $15 price tag. Mm. But mostly I was wondering if this was a typo. I hadn't seen this one before. Is it a cheeseburger or a spring roll? I asked the uncharacteristically helpful staff member at the counter. It's a cup of cheeseburger-flavoured spring rolls, love. Very popular. You can also buy them in the freezer section at Woolies if it turns out you like them. Wow, that's a great leg up. In a bewildering state of confusion, I returned to my seat and dutifully watched the rest of the mutilation unfold, munching away on my cheeseburger spring rolls like it was normal. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe this is part of the problem, I thought. You don't get cheeseburger spring rolls at Belmore. We've only played one game there so far this season and we won. And there were definitely no cheeseburger spring rolls available. Of this much, I am dead certain. Isn't that great? Australian chefs, Australian chefs, they're doing incredible things, aren't we? I I, I was there was a burger pizza I encountered the other day. Did you? Mm. Did you try it or just look at someone eating? No, I was stunned. I was completely. Did you watch anyone eat it? No, that was a a slow mover. But um, you know, in the freezer cabinet, there were quite a few of them. Oh, in the freezer cabinet. Mm. I must spend a bit more time looking at oh, these the things. I've never, I never look at a freezer cabinet. No, I the freezer cabinet. I just get peas yeah. and sometimes chips. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Mm. No, filet pastry, you know, a bit of pastry sometimes because yeah. I'm lazy. Yeah. Um, but no, they, generally speaking, freezer speaking, cabinet no. often contains things that you wouldn't believe. Well, that's fascinating. Mm. I must have a bloody good look next mm. oh, time yeah, I go. They're freezing everything. There's been days. a revolution happening in the freezer that I'm not aware of. I haven't of. opened the cabinet to look at it. Man, this has come from Harry. Mm-hmm. Happy Rugby League to both you, your family, all hardware, Godfrey and True Blue Aussies. Watching the coverage of the Ashes tested headingly, I can see that the commentators in the studio are now seated. Yes. Good. Ian Healy and whoever the other bloke is are looking much more comfortable and it's causing me a lot less anxiety watching them. Sneesby appears to have listened to the outcry across the nation and made the move. In this rare moment when he is awake at the wheel, (laughs) it makes the mind wonder what else we should push for before he snoozes again. I believe that Married at First Sight has been lacking expert commentary and the minds of Langer and Hayden could be put to use. What a weird combination that is. That's something I never thought of. Whilst I'm unfamiliar with any formal psychological training either commentator has, well, I don't think you need... They seem to have pretend psychologists on there. My favourite sort of psychologist. Yes. But their track record is appalling. I don't know how long that show's been going, but I don't think anyone's kicked on in marriage at first sight. They end up hating each other's guts. Maybe that's what, maybe well, what they're meant to do. That mm. creates great television. It does. Because people does. love watching people who are married hating each other's guts. Mm. That seems mm. to be the theory. Mm. Mm. But anyway, 
yes. I'm unfamiliar with formal psychological training either commentator has. Nuggets of wisdom such as nowhere off stumpies yeah, yes, was... and the many other forms of endless dribble that the dynamic duo produce would undoubtedly be helpful to the hopeful romantic influences. Well, well that's I... a beautiful idea. Is the knowing where the off stump is, mm. is that a euphemism? Oh, I think so. I yeah, think that's no. what he's suggesting. Yeah, no, double entendre yeah. sort <laughs> of thing. Yeah, no, I got it. Yeah, very yeah. funny. Yeah. I'm Kakamadak still. I know you are. Now, uh, this has come from uh, Contact. No, John in Harvey Bay in Queensland. Mm-hmm. He says, when I saw the inclusion of King Gutho into the New South Wales Blues squad during the week, I thought, what a stroke of genius. Yeah. I thought to myself, could this be the reinvention of the long-missed Gutharina, so warmly appreciated by the crowds in years go by, gone by? This was a celebration when he scored a try. He would do a particular dance. Ah, the Gutharina. The Gutharina. Very yeah. funny. Yeah. Very yeah. funny. Very engaging. Yeah. Uh, and arguably one of the King's finest, that's King Gutho's, finest attributes uh, or abilities. It's just incredible to see King Gutho explode over the try line after a shortish burst to erupt into the iconic dance move. It's something the Blues have been sadly missing. Mm. Maybe King Gutho could even launch into a Gutharina from the sidelines to offer some energy to the team, which, which uh, Fittler says he will bring. Well, sadly, Gutho got two, about 2 minutes 47 seconds. I, I was embarrassed. No, sorry, sorry. I why, felt why sorry for Gutho. I, I thought it was a why joke. Why was he there? A joke. An absolute joke. It, it was, just, was a joke. It's the only thing I remember about the whole show. No. no respect shown to Gutho at all. No, none, none. None. And he jabbed him in the eye by... Yes, by know, sending him out for that two and a half yeah, minutes. Yeah, exactly. Why? If he, if he didn't, we didn't need him. We didn't need him. Did we need him? No, we didn't need him. I don't him. think we needed him. No. Now, we come to the problem of uh, the dance. Yeah. And that Bradman Best dance that he got up to with the Fox. Oh, yeah. After he scored his try. Funny. Well, I just thought, here's another jab at Gutho. Yeah. I didn't think this is great fun, this is great, they've no. scored a try. No, I just thought, oh, they're having a go at Gutho. Gutho. And Freddie would have put him up to it. Yeah, he would have. That's what worried me. Yeah. No, I, I just thought that was a shameful act on Gutho. And then that goes back to the Nico Hines. Well, equally poorly yeah. treated. Yeah. Equally poorly treated. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't you love to see those two together talking? Nico Hines and Gutho about Freddie and what's it like to be a blue. It might be showing. I'd speak to uh, little Alison Langdon. She could probably get him on a current affair. Do you feel dudded by, uh, you know, only getting two, uh, two minutes, 47 minutes? Oh, yeah, I would have liked some more. What about you, Nico? Yeah, I was gutted. Yeah. Could be great. I don't know. Just saying. Could be a show. Now, just finally, HG, this has come from uh, Paul. He says, as a boy, I remember watching Ken Irvine. God almighty, the great Ken Irvine, North Sydney, great, great winger. Wonderful winger. Uh, I remember watching Ken Irvine race a thoroughbred on TV and from memory, he won. Ah, well, yeah. Would it be possible to set up a race between Josh Adokar and Rooting King? Look. We get asked this all the time. The King is too old. I know. He doesn't run anymore. No. He doesn't root anymore. Yeah. I mean, he's nearly 50 years old. He's broken every bloody longevity record for, for horse flesh. Yeah. He's the oldest horse that's ever existed. Mm. I'm amazed every morning when I waddle out and he's still there. Oh, no. With his head bouncing out wanting some hay yeah. or a bit of salt lick. I mean, he's a marvellous boat, but I'm not going to get him to race against Josh Haddo Carr. 
It'd be demeaning to It'd both. It'd be demeaning to both. Josh had yeah. no car because he'd be embarrassed by the wind. Yeah, how'd you go? Oh, no, it was really great. I was surprised how slow the king is. Oh, you know. I know. You know where be that's no- going to yeah, go. Indeed. Indeed. And, and it wouldn't be regarded as fair. No, and, uh, you know, if Australian Story was looking to do something with oh, those two on, great... on Josh Haddocar or the you, King? Either. either. Okay. Uh, I mean, <laughs> you know, the difficulty is is that it's it, those times are gone and you have to move on to other heroes. Yes. In the same way as tomorrow morning, we won't think any more about Josh Reynolds. That's probably right. You know, do you know what I mean? Is, Unless someone brings up the topic down the children. What are the, who are the, some of the great grubs you knew? Perfect. Back in the day. Well, yeah. they'd say, oh, well, there was, uh, who was that bloke at Ken? Oh, Josh Reynolds. Yeah. He was great. Want to get more involved in rugby league? Drop into Rugby League World in Ipswich and talk to the team. No appointment necessary. The best of bludging on the blind side. For more Roy and HG, search Bludge on the ABC Listen app.